Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret working veterans, I guess. Still I working, say. that's right. Um, that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices well, so that we can stay employed while we bring you our unfiltered views on stocks. And changed our week. schedules. As well. As well. Often. Uh, often sh- we I mean, it's uh, very difficult often. Yeah. Um, every week we get together and look for I, uh, look for stock ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. And uh, this uh, this week is basically the electrical issue. Everything is electrical one way it's or another. It's hard to find good ideas. Or electronic, I guess. Um, I thought it was better than last week's choices. It was uh, better choices than last were. week. It was. Um, before we do that, though, we need to remind everybody that we do this for entertainment purposes only. And uh, we may own all the stocks that we're talking about or have other very complicated, complex uh, conflicts of interest that you really couldn't even Things imagine how they exist. But, um, you know, just simply, you know, discount everything we t- we're telling you, uh, importantly, because – we often don't really know anything well, about it's what after we're talking hours, about, and we've been, you know, uh, and our judgment could be uh, impaired by uh, well, any number uh, of things. Why get specific? <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, would you like a little more in your glass? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank to you. learn more about us, please visit our website www.thevalueguys.com. In the back half of the show, I'm going to be back with three uh, really insightful, great, you know, fabulous. Well, what you expect from Vern That's code for, type you know, ideas. Not that good. <laughs> but uh, first, I'm going to turn it over to that loquacious lover of low multiples, Val Hughes. That was not bad. Thank you very much. Not bad. Vern is okay. so good at I'll the t- alliteration. I'll take not bad. I just grabbed a pretzel, which a pretzel and your your pros, well, and, uh, <laughs> they go together. I caught you then. All right, ladies All right. and gentlemen, if you're new to the show. Good time to go is, get a refreshment, not, by the way. Absolutely not. Stay where you are. <laughs> At this point in You'll the show, you'll want to be ready for the second half. Of Val Hughes, um, and what I'm going to bring you, as I do every week, are three very strong, oftentimes excellent value ideas drawn from that week's Value Line Investment Survey. And my uh, colleague and I are just out after work. It's after hours, oh. and everything that goes with that. So, caution you that we may not know much about what we're talking about. Although Beware. We're, we're looking at Value Line. We've looked at Value Line for 30 years, and um, it's got a lot of – it's well, chock full of information. And we've been doing this for th- three now? Yeah, well, we start – you know, we, we started recording our normal Friday afternoons, and here we're at. So uh, I've got three good ideas this week. Uh, the market's obviously had a little better tone to it. There seems to be some f- – form of a bottom, you know, simply because yeah. uh, the declines aren't as steep. It? Some retailers are talking about, you know, improving numbers as they've had a chance to trim inventories and such. Uh, I think there's a bank that came out and said they're actually making money. It was Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. And so, um, you know, if you go back and study past recessions, this is the process they go through. It's those seven stages of, uh, you know, recognizing you have a terminal disease and working through them. Although in this case, by the time you realize that, things are getting better. So um, as we've been saying – Well, you don't want to wait for all seven steps to have been accomplished. And as we've been saying for, I think, two years, now's the time to buy stocks. And it could be that this time we may have some chance of actually being right. Um, I do keep a list of Val's best picks on our website. 
www.thevalueguys.com. There's a button to hit Val's best picks. You just it, have more energy. Well, it was a lot of and know-how, I'll say as well, in that area. But, <laughs> uh, there, you know, it was a lot of red out there, and uh, we're seeing some signs of green. Some signs of green. What well, and the president says he sees of glimmers year. of hope. Does the president see some yes, glimmers of hope? Yes, the president sees, yeah. Well, if only I'd... And he's getting know, private briefings every if day. If only I'd been a law major, I'd probably understand <laughs> the economy so much better. Um, anyway, better tone to the market, but still a lot of great bargains. Uh, let me start off this week with a little stock I like to call Acuity Brands. And uh, I'm doing Acuity. You are? I left you a message that I Oh, wanted. you are? Well, <laughs> good. We'll hear your take on it after mine, I guess. Okay, go ahead. Um, here's my take on Acuity Brands. <laughs> this has never happened on the Never. value, guys. Hasn't it? I, I think we've had one other right. incident. How interesting this will be. It was back in 07, back in 07. I think. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, Acuity Brands, page 1002. This is five times. Oh, wait, is it 1062? I can't read my own writing. Let's see. Stock didn't move this week. 1002. And uh, that's one difference you'll note already is that I like to give the page number for value. It's not my part of the show yet. Because you don't read value line, maybe. is that <laughs> When I get to Acuity, uh, I'll be okay. talking about the page And number. here's my theme uh, if with Acuity Brands. Acuity Brands is one of the major lighting equipment manufacturers in the United the States. The world's largest. Okay. It you're says have, in the description. You're going to have your turn, my friend. <laughs> Just give me a break over here. Let's see. Uh, they include a full range of indoor and outdoor lighting for commercial and residential applications. Now, here's my theme. These guys are going to grow with GDP, household formation, plus they're going to get a little advantage in gain, you know, market share gains because they'll have cost or design advantages that will slow World's the World's largest. Share. World's largest, so they have advantages, obviously. And this stock is down a lot. It was at a high of 67 in 07. It's now 22. Now, sales have come in. Uh, but the theme here would be that, um, you know, the worst is over. They've managed to maintain a stable operating margin, which tells me they really have great flexibility in terms of their cost structure. They've managed to put up mid-teens returns for the last four or five years, 15% on capital. They only lever it a little bit. And on an enterprise value to EBIT basis, that's or EBITDA, that's the total value of the company, equity plus debt, less cash, divided by the operating earnings, it's six times. I take the inverse of that. No, I got it five times. Okay, well, you have a calculator and I don't. Good uh, for you. That To me, that's 16%. Vern's calc would be 20%. Plus, you're going to get a little bit of growth here. Value line says 4.5%. I'm going to say higher. And why? I think that uh, a lot of new business that evaporated over the last year, two years, in terms of new uh, construction, lighting historically, in terms of what you pay for the light, and the fixtures versus the total cost of that project has always been, you know, a low percentage. So you've got a lot of pricing flexibility. That's what accounts for high returns on capital. And also, it's one of the ways to enhance the value of your structure at a low cost per foot. I mean, lighting does a lot for a space relative to its cost, and that's attractive to landlords and such who are having trouble selling property. So I like Acuity uh, for great, a lot of reasons. The other gonna, great thing what, about it what? is that Aren't you going to have your turn on acuity? I'm going to take. Well, I'll talk okay, about something else instead. I no, just was no, going no. to add that the other great thing about the lighting business in terms of this growth rate question is that I believe it's been a concentrating industry since the you know forefathers of the country arrived here in the first place, or when Edison's idea sort of caught on. Um, and I believe that the leader 
acuity and probably the, most of the leaders gain share every time there's a downturn because a bunch of marginal well, I, players get forced out of the business. I completely agree with that. What I don't see here, and I wish I did see, is what the brand names are because I suspect that if we could read about that here in Value Line, we would recognize a lot of the brands, and uh, that might explain uh, you know, why their share is so big. Obviously, well, a lot of that's going to get specced by uh, uh, professionals and consultants, and a lot of the brands will have more value than you might be aware of if they're not sold through in a commercial channel. channel. Yeah, yeah, no, right. I, I understand. So, you know, it's cheap, good returns, good management. You're probably catching this at a bottom in terms of an uptick and certainly residential at some point. Commercial may still have issues. It's value added as people try to move property, et cetera. Acuity Brands, page 1002. Next up. And I like this one a lot. I've done a little less work than I'd hoped to, but I own it. Office Depot, page eleven thirty-three. This stock is uh, priced in value line at a buck thirty-one. It's really about a I don't know around a buck sixty-five today. You know Office Depot. It's one of the larger um, you know stationery stores, suppliers of office products in America. They have twelve hundred and sixty-seven stores. They own the Viking office products business. They have a very large international business. It's 30% of revenue. And this stock in 2006 was $46. That's the peak. It's right now a buck sixty. What <laughs> oh happened? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I don't know <laughs> Nothing exactly. Nothing good. They have uh, you know, $800 million in debt. Must but, have been a lot more. But they time. have, well... No, no, not really. They, uh, you know, some of that debt is from the acquisition of Viking and some acquisitions they did into Europe to gain mm. market share. Um, they have used uh, a lot of cash to buy stock. The guy running this is the guy that ran AutoZone for many years, and his oh. strategy is to cut costs, uh, free up cash flow. You know, at office at uh, AutoZone, at one point he had the vendors owning the inventory, he had negative working capital, and so he just you know, cuts costs out like mad and buys stock back. And I think that's his MO here at Office Depot, but we ran into this recession. And what happens at an office, uh, you know, retailer, office products retailer, is you lose those new business formations. They were a place to go to buy all your stuff for your new business as you were forming it. And as you may know, Vern, new business formations have fallen off a cliff. So it could be that 20% of their business was new business formations, the profits in that have just evaporated over the last 24 months, and so their operating margin has gone from 33% to 29% in part because they just lost you know, some of the leverage, deleveraging of their fixed assets and the depreciation associated with that. In the web? Well, they're big on the web. They're very big there, but just in their stores, the sales per foot. Um, you know, they deleverage on the real estate, and I think that they probably got caught with new stores that ended up not being as productive, and they may have more you know, money-losing stores than normal. Having said that, just like you read in the paper that the manufacturers are paring back costs by closing factories, companies like this that are largely just in the distribution business, they can readjust their cost structure to a lower, permanently lower volume, and they're doing that. The important thing to know about Office Depot is their segment of these large office stores, Office Max, Staples, and Office Depot, those three companies have, and I own it, so they only have 20% of the market. A lot of it is still owned by mom and pops, and, of course, some people shop at Target and what have you. United Stationers, which is also in this issue, supplies the mom and pops. They have more debt than Office Depot. 
they've got an operating margin that's a little higher because they haven't deleveraged in the same way as Office Depot because they don't have the same economies of scale. And uh, they've weathered the storm a little better. Having said that, their returns on capital have never been as high. And when you look back over time, uh, their growth rate has been flat for seven years. So their uh, share losing model, Office Depot gaining share as, lo- as well as their competitors, but they just were scaled for the wrong size. So at this valuation, they're trading at about 10 times EBITDA. They're not going out of business. Their debt is fine. They've got credit lines to cover it. They're trading at a 10% cash-on-cash return, and that's at 1% operating margins. They're undertaking efforts Compared right now. Compared to what do they normally earn? Five. Oh, okay. So they're you know closing DCs, closing money, losing stores. They're fixing the problem. They're going to readjust their capacity yeah, but it's not and a their 10 scale. Point gap or anything. No, no. I mean, well, they have a lot of leverage. No, but if you could take three percent out of cost, they you're do there. exactly. They do twelve billion in sales, and they're putting up a one percent operating margin, and it should be five. So they're working on that. That's a lot of leverage. At at any sort of normal margin, this thing is a two or three times EBITDA. That's a 30% return on your money. I got a table pound this one, Office Depot, page 1133. and uh, I think we've table pounded it I before. have. I've been talking about it for a long time. We're yeah. negative on that, but it's still great. And finally, uh, a softball. And I have talked about this What's one before. What's that mean? Easy to hit? It means an easy one. Okay. You know, I did a little less work than I was hoping to. <laughs> It's got a Not huge again yield. This week. There's no risk. There's no risk of being wrong. It's Pitney Bowes. They rent mailing equipment to business, okay? And while they're not getting new business formations, they charge enormous fees for the ability to not have to walk down to the post office and get stamps or lick stamps all day, okay? So people Hasn't pay up for that. Hasn't the been a loser for a decade? Um, it's been a loser for a long time, but a slow loser. <laughs> and uh, it's yielding right now. Needs not once, my okay. friend. It's Needs yielding 6%, and that dividend Are is they covering absolute, the dividend? They're covering the dividend in spades. In, with what earnings more do I have or to cash say? flow? The dividend is 148 Okay, earnings are 260 They're okay. covering it two times. They've got a 25% operating margin because they have enormous pricing power. It's like they can raise prices 4%. Are you going to pull out your Pitney Bowes mailing machine because of a nickel a day or something like that? You're not. We have one of these in the office. I'd rather... No, you're going to print stamps no. off of an online no, no, website you don't. that, ca- no, no. that categorizes this your mailing costs. Also, cost it and... moves the letter through the machine. You don't... It's not just the stamp, it's the maneuvering of the envelope as well. Don't, wow. Don't get that, you know, don't <laughs> underestimate. <laughs> don't so, let the electronics people know I've about this little, opportunity. <laughs> I understand. Listen, I've done a little less work. They also have a lot of cash. Ooh, but they have a, the, here's the rub on this one. Tons of debt. It says here they're 100% debt to capital. You cap. said a little less work. <laughs> 100% debt to capital. Oops, how did I miss that? Okay, but with their, we've talked about this before. With their high operating margin, they've got the interest expense very well covered. It's a 6% yield. Just go buy it. Just go buy it. Talk about it later. Pitney Bowes, page 1135. And with that, I'd wow. like to turn over the show. Your timing is impressive. And everything that that entails Tales? to oh, no, not everything. Vern Value uh, with, uh, again this week, Vern, uh, a great deal of ado. Why, thank you. I also had a question for you, Vern. Yes, please proceed. The cabin. 
Last uh, week you said you didn't were gonna, I? I thought I no, told you about the I raccoons. Did not get the email. No. <laughs> we no. apparently had a family of raccoons move in over the winter, so the painting's been delayed. You've we had to, be we kidding. had to bring in the special uh, pest task force to figure out how to get them out what? with minimum damage because you don't want them tearing up the place. They're vicious little animals. I think they've taken over You've for the wolverine from the me. nastiest thing that you can corner. Have you heard these things? You can hear That's them from ridiculous. a quarter mile away if they're fighting with each other. I have no idea. Oh. So anyway, raccoons out. I got a call yesterday that's been taken care of so we can get the painters back in. And, um, you know, I, two weeks, I think, maybe, too, we'll right. be at the cabin. Great. That's a lot of information. Well, I, you know, I thought you deserved a, a, an answer. Thanks. Because uh, I know how much you anticipate every year being able to do some of our shows on remote location. I do like the cabin. From a remote location. Well, as you heard earlier, I was going to talk about acuity, symbol A-Y-I, on page 1002. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, um, outside of uh, correcting you on the enterprise value to EBITDA correcting multiple. Correcting me? What are you talking about? Well, I, the, the stock didn't move yesterday where most um, economically sensitive stocks All right. well, which year were, up, are you looking were, at? were up probably like 5 to 10% depending on what the stock was. This stock didn't move. I've got a $900 million equity market cap. I have $360 million of debt, but I have $260 million of cash. So I could pay I back $200 million of the debt. I do a lot of rounding in my equity. I would only have $100 million left. So I add that to the $900 million of equity. I have a billion dollars is what it would cost me to buy out the equity and the debt holders. Okay? Listen, my friend, if you're using a calculator, you have a huge edge on me. And, That's uh, all I want to say. Their operating margin, which went through the last recession bottoming at 8%, but then hit a new peak of 15 last year. I mean, they have changed their cost structure in a meaningful way. Um, expected to come down to 12 on something like 15% less revenue, according to Value Line anyway, and kind of plateau there. That's about $200 million of operating income, or what we think is EBITDA. And so I'm talking about a billion dollars divided by 200 million or five times. So uh, this thing is ultra cheap. I guess, on the idea that commercial construction activity has been slowing down. And because and this, has is another a, leg down. this is a finishing product that goes in near the very end of the construction. Legs. Mm -hmm. Take uh, the city center in Las Vegas, a lot of problems you know, mid-construction, but Acuity won't feel that until probably a year from now or something. When they finally finish it, they get a surge of business from that, and then it Yeah, disappears. but I don't think that fools anybody. Um, anyway, uh, like that, also like the cash flow multiples, according to value line, we can expect this thing to, uh, cash flow per share to bottom. This is gross cash flow before capital spending, uh, at about, uh, a six multiple using the current stock price. Um, capital spending is close to a dollar a share according to value line. I wonder why that can't be cut because that would be a significant increase from last year, but even at that level, I would be eight, an eight multiple on free cash flow. So that, that's what I'm going to add on acuity, just more statistical observations. But um, love your argument in terms of you know good value in terms of what it does to enhance space. And people are going to need alternatives like that because the housing market itself, um, even if it's bottoming, sucks. So here's a way to try to help that. Uh, new idea to talk about. And I have this idea. I talked about this once in the past, but I think it was a long time ago. I believe it's pronounced FLIR Systems, F-L-I-R. That's also the symbol. 
Hmm. Uh, this company makes uh, thermal it. imaging systems. Do not know it, my friend. Oh, they are the player. Their revenue last year uh, was over a billion dollars for the first time, doubled from 2005, which was a double from 2002. Um, third, no, I'm sorry, half of their business, according to Value Line, 53% of sales last year were to the government. Thermography, 30%. I don't know how that's different. I guess it's not to government customers. But then they have commercial vision systems, which is the remaining 17%. Primary customers are government agencies in over 60 countries. Uh, foreign customers, 38%. U.S. government, 41%. Uh, there have been acquisitions as part of that growth, I guess. But um, this is basically uh, another play on the argument that we've been making over the uh, recent weeks that uh, the government is clearly going to account for a greater proportion of GDP. And uh, as in, uh, I think you, uh, a simple uh, a conclusion to draw from Robert Gates' testimony in front of Congress earlier this week, there's going to be more money spent at the warfighter level uh, at the expense of large big-ticket uh, procurement programs, at the margin, that's going to then, I guess, benefit FLIR systems. This is also, I mean, you're talking about a technology that you use to protect the safety of your primary asset by providing earlier information about, you know, what's out there in terms of a threat. So I think there's a good uh, secular growth rate argument. This stock has basically, uh, I mean, it's been a great stock since 2003. Could have bought it again good in 2006. It's down about 50% from its highs. I've got a, an eight times enterprise value to EBITDA multiple based on cash flow per share and earnings per share increasing in 2009. You'd want to do a little work. I don't Seems know a if that's higher. a – Oh, it's oh, there's a lot of stuff for sale at five and six times. So but what this is it is, about this one at eight times? Well, I think I've got a growth rate that's um, significantly – or could be significantly could be. higher than a lot of the stocks that we talk about. Um, because this is a uh, this is a technology where I believe there are well value line even talks about the emergence of new applications should be boosting sales and earnings in their commercial vision systems business. I mean the military the uh, the use is obvious. People are coming up with new uses. Would you in, be open to a question on this one? Mark? Hey, go ahead what because I've already warned everybody. I may not know anything what about it. What is the it. operating margin? The operating margin here has increased from the twenty to twenty five percent range. Of three to four years ago, of I'm sorry, more than five years ago, to more recently 28 to 30 percent. So they've got Value something going on. Looking for 31 percent return on capital has been improved from the mid-teens to better than 20 percent. Hmm. Uh, there is some debt, 190 million, but it's one of these three percent converts. Uh, it's not due till 2023. I don't know what the conversion is, but. Um, uh, they they have more than a, uh, almost three hundred million of uh, cash, so they have more cash than debt. Um, so this is something that it, in markets in the past has traded, you know, twelve, fourteen times EBITDA. I think fairly consistently um, is available for eight. I think those days are over. Well, right, but this is still you're talking about a twelve percent cash on cash return. They pay no dividend because they're husbanding everything for growth. And then uh, the other the other stock that I'm going to talk about, and, and maybe I'll try to do a little compare and contrast, uh, is Cooper Industries. Um, but happily, since we both picked Acuity, uh, I've also done a little bit of work on, I mean, and I mean very little work, on Emerson Electric. Uh, but Cooper's cheaper, and I, the, my thesis is the same for either one. 
we talked about this before, needs not wants. Needs what not do we wants, need more friend. of? Electricity. And we need it. It needs to be smarter. I mean, General Electric has ads, you know, papering television talking about uh, a smarter grid. I think IBM's, you know, been all over this as well. Well, we make it here. I know. Uh, that. If we're going to have a tremendous amount of power generation capacity generated by new sources, we're going to have to have the uh, the assets to gather that electricity and transport it Absolutely. to the users. The uh, Cooper's a big player in distribution equipment. Um, they are, I mean, the, their business used to be very diversified. Value Line says last year about 90% of the business was electrical products. They have some tools and hardware. Who cares? Um, this company earns low teens to mid-teens returns on capital. Um, you're talking, Value Line's looking for a big uh, revenue decline this year, but operating margin to be stable around 15%. Uh, the yields north of 3%. The enterprise value to EBITDA multiples under seven times. I, you, See, I have a theory I about I think you're getting guys. paid well to wait. Companies that deal with electricity, mm-hmm. they tend to get high returns because electricity can kill the crap out of you. So when you find companies that are specialized in electricity, you can just imagine that conversation where it's like, you know, that can kill you. <laughs> That's why Don't Joe touch is in that. there. Right. Well, and Cooper, so I mean, the, the value lines. The value line uh, description says that they make fuses, lighting fixtures, and distribution transformers. That can kill you. You know, they kind of, I think they make a lot more than that, but they kind of pick the really key product lines. I mean, without fuses, yeah, you're dead. It's That stuff can kill you. Okay, now anyway, (laughs) Emerson Electric I looked at because, I mean, this is a company that's been, uh, uh, has developed a model that I think can gain share on the global economy, so grow faster than world GDP, because they're going after markets worldwide. In fact, they're selling a global business platform with some real high-end applications in process and uh, automation management. They have a significant climate control technology business. So, uh, you know, whether your HVAC system works well or not. Um, They have an appliance and tool business, which is 15% of the company. Why not be selling that in the next cyclical upturn and really concentrate on uh, you know, network power and process management and climate, these other uh, more value-added businesses. It's a higher yield here, but I had an eight times EBITDA multiple. And, um, I'm, you know, I tend to think of Value Line's uh, near-term earnings and cash flow forecast as a pretty good proxy for consensus. They're not yeah, usually they're way not out of consensus. Yeah. And um, if, if their, out, their outlook for these two companies right now is reflective of consensus, the expectations are, for Emerson are higher. And that could be a mistake because they have more clearly late-cycle businesses. They're doing a lot of business in chemical, petrochem, energy, I think. In fact, uh, Value Line says that their most profitable business is chemical refining and that they've slowed you know, down some. So, I like that one. I've done it um, I like them a lot, but I can get Cooper um, significantly cheaper. cheaper and uh, it's a 100% electricity baby. Um, also recommending FLIR, F-L-I-R, and Acuity that you liked. Um, favorite idea? Hmm. Favorite idea. Does Cooper do retail? Do they have brands in the retail channel? Cooper? Um, yeah, in their tools time. business they do. No, They're, but in lighting. Mm, I'm not so sure. Yeah, they bought one of the uh, yeah, they bought right. one of the mass market channel players, That's not Juno, thought. but Halo? another uh, Halo, Halo might be. Halo. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they have an Achilles heel, perhaps, that uh, something like Emerson doesn't, which really sells mostly to corporate customers. So Your favorite? Did you reveal a favorite? No, I really I, I didn't. Did. No. I'm going to say Acuity. I have to say Office Depot, even though I may have said it before, I think it's a great bargain down here. Uh, ODP. and uh, Did you get the page number for that? Uh, 1133. I don't remember hearing Yeah, that. well, you may not have. Well, I guess I wasn't paying attention to that part no, of the show. Okay, we'll rewind. We'll be glad to uh, see you next week. Okay.